Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, Now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi everybody, this is Jerry Bryant, and welcome to another edition of Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show, where I'm taking you back to where it all began. And on this episode of Full Circle, I have a special guest, Ron Moore. Now, while many of you may not have heard of Ron, you may have heard of many of the Jesus music artists that were recorded on his label, Airborne Records, including the band Aslan, Albrick and Rowley, Pat Terry, and Mark Hurd. He's also credited with coining the phrase, contemporary Christian music. Now, before Ron was born, his parents served as missionaries in Seoul, Korea, just before the Korean War. After the war, they went back and delivered relief supplies and stayed as missionaries. Ron was born in Seoul. Sixteen years later, Ron's dad passed away. His mother continued as a missionary, doing drama all over Korea and Asia. Now, Ron graduated from high school in Korea in a class of 14 and then went off to a small Bible college in Kentucky. Even though he resides in North Carolina, he's still not forgotten his roots and continues to spend time in Korea ministering the gospel in song, sharing the love of Jesus. Ron started playing professionally at the age of 16 at a Valentine's Day banquet in Korea with his friend hand-holding a microphone for Ron's 20-minute set. Continuing in folk and rock bands, Ron's band Albert won the National Battle of the Bands in Seoul. The band played 70% original tunes along with Jimi Hendrix, and songs from Cream. It's at this point in the timeline where we catch up with Ron as he shares with us how he first became involved in the Jesus music movement. Full Circle. I was playing music in in Korea, where I was born and raised as a missionary kid, and we'd, we'd spend our summers at the ocean sitting around on a porch playing acoustic guitars and harmonizing and telling stories and jokes, and... Uh, when I was 16, they asked me to play professionally for a banquet and just started playing music in bands and stuff. And as a Christian, I said, you know, I, I want to write about the most important thing in my life. I want to write some songs about the Lord and my relationship with Him and something that I can play and tell other people about Him and started doing that. And, of course, our missionary church didn't know <laughs> you could play guitar and be a Christian, but uh, they accepted me. and. Uh, When I came back to the States for college, my brother Bill had just come out of a group called the New World Singers, which worked with Youth for Christ in Europe and uh, actually cut a record on Murr Records. They um, did real well, the New World Singers. and So he was coming out of that, coming back to college, and I was coming over from Korea with an electric bass and long hair and a guitar. and So we teamed up and started playing Christian colleges. We went to Seattle Pacific and... Roberts Wesleyan College and so started out 
as a musician, as an artist, and then, of course, wanting to express the most important thing in my life. And uh, that wasn't being done a whole lot at the time. We cut our first album in 1969 here in, in Kentucky and in Charlotte, actually. And then I went to college in Seattle Pacific, and somebody said, hey, there's somebody doing what you're doing. His name is Larry Norman, and he just cut a record. And I said, really cool. So that was it was just kind of emerging and the idea was we were all listening to music and playing music but not a lot of people were using this contemporary genre to really express their christian faith so that that's kind of how it started i'm nothing i'm nobody no one but someone made something of me he put on my flesh and he walked in my bones And he saw all the grief that I see Saw all the grief that I see He knows what I know of tormentors This haunting and howling within Of the blood that can spill and the bones that can break And the flesh with the nails driven in Flesh with the nails driven in He hung on the cross as a creature Wearing my sin-spattered clothes And the pride of my flesh Died with him when he died And my raiment was new when he rose My raiment was new when he rose This garment I wear with a difference It's flesh that the king entered in he put there his love and his almighty love and it never can be what it's been never can be what it's been I'm nothing, I'm nobody, no one I'm something in Christ who's in me And I'll put on his flesh And I'll walk in his bones And a part of his body I'll be Part of his body I'll be Part of his body I'll be My special guest, Ron Moore, and his brother Bill with a song inspired by the folk music of Peter, Paul, and Mary, called I'm Nothing, I'm Nobody, from a custom album they recorded in 1969 called Lo and Behold. Now, as you listen to the song, the title didn't tell you the whole story, and you soon find out that someone made something out of me. That someone was Jesus. Stay with me. You'll find out just how Ron was transformed because I asked Ron if he could tell us how he came to 
be associated with creating the phrase contemporary Christian music. And, well, here's what he had to say. Uh, it's, it's funny, I was playing uh, uh, in a Zondervan book, Christian bookstore, and some guy yelled across the store, Ron, you're in this book. I said, what? It's the Encyclopedia of Contemporary Christian Music. But the, the story is, the true story is, I was writing reviews for Harmony Magazine, which was the first real national magazine of Christian music, contemporary. And we were calling it Jesus Music and Jesus Rock. Well, I'm, I'm a writer and a poet, and I thought, you know, this, the name Jesus is so special, we should not throw it around as the name for a genre. What's next, Jesus Shoes? You know, it, that name is way too special. So I started, in my reviews, uh, calling it contemporary Christian music. And that caught on. Pretty soon everybody was, well, actually the name Jesus Rock Jesus hung on for a while. Uh, Paul, St Paul Noel Stuckey of Peter, Paul, and Mary actually started the Jesus Music name. He said, we're Jesus people and we play Jesus music. But uh, anyway, Contemporary Christian, the name caught on. And actually, Adult Contemporary spun off from that. And the word, the key word was contemporary. Um, and of course, Christian, instead of using Jesus' special name, that fit better. But the word contemporary is always right now. And that was another thing, you know, if you call it new wave, remember that? Well, two years later, it wasn't new wave, it was old wave. But contemporary is always right now. So that's, that's how the name came about. It's so true. Contemporary is always right now. And Ron was responsible for the changing of how we label this new gospel rock from Jesus music to contemporary Christian music. And so now here's a song from his 1973 sophomore solo LP entitled Airborne that speaks of the change the Lord does in each one of us and every one of us as he comes to live and move and have his will in our lives. Sounding a whole lot like Bruce Coburn, this track aptly entitled Changes. So you think a lot of Jesus have you really made a change? Are you living still in A timeless song from Ron Moore, my special guest, on this episode of Full Circle. Now, Ron talked with me about the musical influences that had helped him to develop his own style 
of music? I'd say secular music in, inspired and uh, influenced all of our. That's who we were all listening to. I, I think Randy Stonehill and Larry would say the same thing. But we were listening to the Beatles and the Beach Boys and Neil Young and Crosby, Stills and Nash and Cream and Led Zeppelin and Jimi Hendrix even. Um, I, my influences were uh, Beatles, Simon and Garfunkel, Peter, Paul and Mary, even Kingston Trio. And then in Christian music, we, we started to get to know each other's music at festivals. I did a festival with Randy Stonehill and, and with Larry Norman and Andre Crouch and those guys, and we'd hear each other's music there. But we were all already pretty much set in our own directions. So uh, yeah, those are the guys that influenced me. Now Ron talked to me about meeting Randy Stonehill and how they were both astounded by the talented Jimi Hendrix in the late 60s and early 70s when they were just getting started. In fact, Randy wrote a song called Through a Glass Darkly, which was a revelation of the emptiness of the hippie counterculture through the eyes of a Christian, namely his own. And in the liner notes from the album, he elaborates a little further. The song is about people looking for answers. When I was in England during the early 70s, Larry Norman took me to the Alexandra Palace in London. The guru, Maharaji, was speaking, and thousands of young people from all over England were coming to the meetings. And Larry wanted to investigate what it was all about. We couldn't believe it. He was supposed to be 15 years old, although the Indian government later revealed he was more like 22 years old, and he called himself the perfect master. His followers all said he was God. He didn't even confirm or deny publicly his own opinion about his deity. But it was obvious that he knew what was being said about him and that he not only approved and welcomed his plastic divinity, but had instigated it. And then there was Jimi Hendrix, who had impressed me greatly as a guitarist. Back then, there was that whole Clapton is God thing going on. Pete Townsend, along with Jimi and Eric were all part of that pantheon. People really looked up to them. They were worshipped. I don't think we should follow and worship human beings. I, I think we should follow Jesus. We should worship God, not rock and roll singers. From the album The Sky is Falling, recorded in 1977 but not released until 1980, Randy Stonehill and Through a Glass Darkly. I heard God was at the palace doing a one-night stand So I went out there to see him with my hope in my hand He was just a boy of 15 without much to say And when he started signing autographs I walked away I was standing on the corner by the marketplace When a fella with some leaflets shoved one right in my face Well, he poked me with his Bible like it was a loaded gun And I said, whatever it is you're selling, man, I don't want none All our superstars are suicidal casualties 
let's get together But he didn't look well When I woke up in the morning All the papers read Jimi Hendrix overdosed last night In bed All our superstars are suicidal Randy Stonehill and Through a Glass Darkly. This is Jerry Bryant, and, well, I've been talking with Ron Moore, who remembered the influence of Larry Norman as evidenced in the two cover songs he did on his first and second albums. He did his own version of I Wish We'd All Been Ready on his 1971 album, Will Moore, and Larry's song, The Outlaw, he recorded on his 1973 album, Airborne. And that song, The Outlaw, was originally released on Larry's first and second major label albums, Upon This Rock and Only Visiting This Planet. Here's a medley we created of both Larry and Ron taking on these classic songs. The Outlaw, and I wished we'd all been ready. Larry Norman, followed by Mr. Ron Moore. Some say he was an outlaw, that he roamed across the land. With a band of unschooled ruffians And a few old fishermen No one knew just where he came from Or exactly what he'd done But they said it must be something bad That kept him on the run Some say he was a poet 
This is Larry Norman, and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Life was filled with guns and war, and everyone got trampled on the floor. I wish we'd all been ready. Children died, the days grew cold, a piece of bread could buy a bag of gold. I wish we'd all been ready There's no time to change your mind The sun has come and you've been left behind A man and a wife asleep in bed She hears a noise and turns her head and he's gone I wish we'd all been ready to Walking up a hill, one disappears and one's left standing still. I wish we'd all been ready. There's no time to change your mind. The sun has come and you've been left behind. The late Larry Norman and Ron Moore with the classics The Outlaw. And I wish we'd all been ready. Now, Ron's influences just don't extend to the Jesus music of the day, but further back to the comedy of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Comedy has always been a part of Ron's shows. He attributes this to his parents and brothers always cracking jokes. His favorite comedians include Bill Cosby, the Smothers Brothers, Steve Martin, Adam Sandler, and Stephen Wright. And his song introductions and funny songs are a major thread in his career. His live songs get some of the biggest laughs when he does a song called Bible Thing. And it was a takeoff on the pop song Wild Thing, which was a hit song written by a New York City-born songwriter, Chip Taylor, and originally recorded by the Wild Ones in 1965. The song's best known for its 1966 cover by the British band The Trogs, which reached the number one spot on the Billboard Hot 100 in July 1966. The songs remained popular ever since the Trogs hit single. It's been covered again and again numerous times, perhaps most notably by Jimi Hendrix, whose stage performance of the song was featured in the 1967 documentary of the Monterey Pop Festival. That performance 
is arguably best known for when Jimi Hendrix lit his guitar on fire at the song's finish. You won't have trouble singing along with this one. Looking back to 1988, from the album with the childishly comedic title called Cooties, here's Ron Moore and Bible Thing. been featuring the music and memories of Ron Moore, who's been writing and recording contemporary Christian music for over 40 years, and he's still at it. Understandably, there are only a few musicians left from those early years who are still going strong. Randy Stonehill and Phil Kagi immediately come to mind, uh, along with some of the members of Love Song and, well, the rock group Petra. Honeytree's still out there doing her thing. But many have moved on to other areas of ministry or have gone on home to be with the Lord. And that's why we're doing this classic oldies show, because there's a rich legacy of early Jesus music, or contemporary Christian music, as Ron called it, that we'll lose touch with. And more importantly, the next generation will never know the blessing that these songs were to us. 
please help us keep the show going with your financial support. Write me this week at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. And on my website, you'll find a snail mail address or you can transfer funds electronically. Tell your friends about the show. And when you have a little extra time, download the past Full Circle shows from my archives. Thanks. Now my next song comes from the last album Ron recorded in the 1970s called Death Defying Leap. In this segment, Ron talks about several topics, including his musical ministry, songwriting style, and the authors who have helped influence both. Uh, Although I named contemporary Christian music, I have successfully steered myself, uh, and I think the Lord led, to stay on the fringes of that. I I would play in uh, a Christian college, and then I'd go play in a secular university in a coffee house or a club. And uh, as a missionary kid, that's what my parents did, was to go out to people who had never heard the word. And uh, as a result, my music, my Christian music, is more parable. Uh, one of my favorite songs, some, somebody from California just put this on their university college radio called Sunflower. It's all about the Lord, but it doesn't mention his name. It's uh, hang down your head, sunflower, the world loves a mystery. While you were dying, others start to grow. And so the song, it, it's also how Jesus would talk about the kingdom. He would tell stories. C.S. Lewis with the Chronicles of Narnia and, and the Paralandra and like that, and Tolkien even. Um, I've always been more comfortable in, with that approach. Uh, maybe it's the artist in me, but I believe it's led by the Holy Spirit because you can play that for a non-believer and it's not hitting them over the head. Uh, the classic book, C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity, doesn't quote any scripture because he wrote it for people who don't believe in the Bible. And uh, he uses great Christian theology and logic. So you can hand that to us, an agnostic philosophy professor and he can read it. I'm no C.S. Lewis, but my music is like that. Um, The song Sunflower is a good example. I wanted to write a song about Easter, so I wrote The Sun Is Up, and I even spell it S-U-N, because one of the names of Christ is the Sun, S-U-N, of righteousness. And uh, so the song, somebody might listen to that and think, oh, this is like, here comes the sun, it's about the morning, but there's a line in there, there's a stone that's rolled away, and there's a sound of running feet, there's a loud voice when when they meet. So um, I've managed to have this music that I can play in a church, and I can say this is about Easter. And I, I can also play it in a secular coffee house or a club, and they'll say, well, that's real poetic. What's that, what's that about, man? <laughs> Looking back to 1978, Ron Moore and Sunflower. Winter found its way, it was time to go. We found our reasons in the snow Every time a spring wind reminds of what's to come It makes us feel so warm in the sun While you 
The ground is hard and cold this time of year. With Sunflower, influenced by the parables that Jesus taught his disciples. On background vocals, Linda Rowley, wife of Scott Rowley of Albrick Rowley and more. And when I come back, my special guest Ron Moore talks about how he first met Scott Rowley and the relationship they've had throughout the years. Full circle. Full circle. Full circle. This is Scott Rowley from Albrecht Rowley and more. And you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant, looking back to where it all began. Hey, we're back. Thanks for listening. My guest, Ron Moore, had a special relationship with Scott Rowley from Albrick, Rowley, and Moore. And he told me more about it. I was a great friend and admirer of Scott Rowley. And Scott and I were in Michigan, and we started playing some songs together as a duo, did some festivals together. Really loved the vibe and everything. And uh, Scott, as I recall, Scott suggested maybe we do more of this. And I, we were starving. <laughs> we were trying to make uh, just some bread money to put food on our tables. And I was having trouble as a solo artist, and he was too. And I was thinking, hmm, put this with a duo and you split the honorarium. And as much as Scott and I worked well musically, financially, I wanted to feed my family and he did too. So I suggested, why don't you uh, 
take on my younger brother, Alan, who plays electric bass. You need a bass player. And he picked up Mike Albrecht, and they formed Albrecht, Rolling and More. But there were some great times with Scott recording, and uh, I recorded his band, Aslan, from Spring Arbor College. Uh, that's how we met, actually, and started doing stuff together. But no, the Albrecht, Early and More went on to make some great records, great songs. And uh, I, I went on my own label and produced my own stuff. From the album, Gently Flowing Feeling, a song written by Scott Rowley about the emotions he was going through when he first accepted Jesus into his heart in his hometown of Birmingham, Michigan. A song called Further Up and Further In, which was one of the chapter titles in the classic C.S. Lewis novel, The Last Battle from the Chronicles of Narnia series. I met my love in Birmingham on a cold November day With tears and eyes I realized Oh Lord, I'm home to stay And my life was filled with sunlight As the doubt was all blown away And he dried my tears two thousand years for he heard me say Lord, when I think about tomorrow Running over mountains Further up and further in Lord, I can't wait until tomorrow so fine to know your mind Each day that you begin I came down to L.A. one day With my lady and best friend We started south of Mammon And I won't be back again For the road is straight and clear now the sun shines bright ahead And I felt the piercing pain of love As nails were driven in
full circle. I've been aware of you from an early age. You've always felt right to me. It never seemed to bother me. I couldn't see you. You were always there, and I knew that you cared with your deep magic. Wonderful the ways you are. Death and hell with your deep magic. Wonderful the ways you are. Deep magic. You always did and you always are. Coming to earth was a brilliant plan. It certainly showed you. From the 1983 album, Dauntless. For my special guest, Ron Moore, on this episode of Full Circle. Taking you back to where it all began. This is Jerry Bryant, and Deep Magic was another song whose title was inspired by the Chronicles of Narnia series of books by C.S. Lewis. Now, maybe you haven't read the books, but if you've seen the blockbuster motion picture, The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe, you'll be familiar with the reference. One more interesting thing to note about this album was that it was pressed on a beautiful sky blue vinyl instead of the normally used black. Albrecht, Rowley, and Moore lent their vocal talents to this track, and Jesus Music veteran Randy Matthews produced the rhythm tracks to this one as well. Now, I thought we'd hear from the very rare solo debut record by Mark Hurd which was on Ron Moore's Airborne record label. Mark was one of Christian Music's greatest songwriters, and this featured song was originally issued on Ron's small independent label. The self-titled LP is actually the same album that was later released under the title On Turning to Dust. The original Airborne issue is extremely rare. It features an entirely different cover, a drawing of a butterfly. It came with a large folded lyric insert 
and it's described on the back as a collection of attitudes concerned with life in the framework of biblical Christianity. And so begins the journey of Christian music's most poetic and insightful artist, and a legacy that would span 10-plus albums, not counting a couple of greatest hits releases. The music here falls into the simple acoustic category, similar to his major label debut, Appalachian Medley. Mark plays guitars and piano and synthesizer and hambone and succeeds in capturing a calm, tranquil mood with some knee-slapping hillbilly thrown in for good measure. This featured track is mysteriously prophetic on a personal level, as Mark would only be on this earth for a mere 40 years. Looking back to 1976, Mark heard and one of his first original compositions on Turning to Dust. What will you do with an old guitar? What will you do when it's gone? What will you do when you can't play no more? What is surely rotting now? Strings will surely rust and fingers that are picking turn to dust. My, my, how the thoughts slip by. Crying away Go 
there was a sincerity because there wasn't a lot of money involved. If you were doing it, you were you were sacrificing to be there, and and to cut the record, you were paying for it yourself, and going out on the limb with that. I I made furniture in college out of my record boxes because I didn't have anywhere to store them. I made a wonderful chair and put a bedspread over it because I had a thousand. You had to buy a thousand records at a time, so. Uh, you, we did it out of out of our love for the Lord and a love for the music and the ministry. So there was a sincerity that I think was probably the key to what you're talking about, the purity. When there's a lot of money involved in anything, if it's politics or even a mega church, um, there's the danger of motivation being lost. Both Ron Moore and Mark Hurd had the sincerity and right motives in the display of their respective art forms. And those of you who are familiar with Mark know this. He was greatly influenced by Ron as a mentor and a friend in those early formative years. You've been listening to a special presentation of the music of Ron Moore, one of the very earliest pioneers of Jesus music. If you'd like to hear the show again or pass it on, you can find it in my archives at www fullcirclejesusmusic.com That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com Or you can download the show free from the iTunes store onto your iPod. At our website you'll find blogs, pictures, links to many of the early artists and so on. And if you want to give anything, large or small, in support of the show, there's a button on the website for electronic giving as well as an address if you want to send something through the mail. Thanks for helping. Now my final track comes from Ron's fifth album, Death Defying Leap. Ron covers a variety of styles on this one, playing acoustic and electric guitars, piano, bass, percussion, synthesizer, and harmonica. There are elements of folk and rock and pop and country there. Lots of players involved, including Mark Hurd on vocals and Pat Terry on lead guitar and vocals. It also has an interesting cover illustration of Ron in colorful samurai garb, ready for a fight. In this segment, Ron gives me some insight into this project title of the album, Death Defying Leap. The title, Death Defying Leap, actually comes from a theologian's uh, comment about how the, we take a leap of faith. We come to a certain point in our life where we know so much about God and you just take, have to take that leap of faith. So that's the death-defying leap. And I had that uh, translated in Korean just above this Japanese kabuki warrior. Japanese and Koreans don't get along too well, but I unified them on my cover. And I had the Korean translator translate death-defying leap. And they did it. I said, oh, that's great. What does it mean? How do you say it in Korean if you translate it? It says, risky jump. <laughs> Well, I should have guessed that. But I bet you'll never guess where I recorded this interview with Ron Moore. It was in a field outside the Ichthus Festival near Wilmore, Kentucky. You might have heard the wind blowing through from time to time. I have time for one final song on this special episode with Ron Moore called Rationalizer. One of the first times Ron performed this was, oddly enough at a Jesus Music Festival back in the late 70s. And one of the people backstage listening to it was Larry Norman, who was impressed with the tune and approached Ron after his set to talk to him about it. Yeah, 
Yeah, Larry Larry heard that and came up to me after the performance and hugged me and said he liked that song in particular. That's uh, another, as we were saying about putting kind of the meaning between the lines. So it's more of a parable approach, but uh, if you understand what, what that song is saying, it, it does hit us between the eyes because we are all rationalizers. We, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and so we rationalize that away. And, but uh, when we're really honest before God and, and confess our sins one to another, then we can get things better. Taking one last look back to the year of 1978 with the Crosby, Stills, and Nash-inspired vocal treatment, here's Ron Moore and Rationalizer. And if you'd like to get in touch with Ron and get any of his music, his website is www.ronmoremusic.com. That's ronmoremusic.com. Or you can find him on Facebook. From the time you knew the difference you had built, fence to stop the shine. Shutting up door, pulling down shade, don't we trade emptiness for more? Darkness falls in red and orange despair. Soon you see your needs so everywhere. Spiritual miser New beginning, think you're dreaming Light is streaming from your Savior for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circle is recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum and engineered by Jeff Kane. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.